Stand, let's sing this song together this morning. today. God, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We magnify your great name. Come on, somebody lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise right now. He's a good God. He's a worthy God. He's a mighty God. He's a powerful God. He's worthy of all of our praises today. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Praise God. Come on. Come on. Really, really clap your hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. He's a good God. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Why don't all the home folks give all of our guests a good hand clap? Glad that you're in the house of God today. Amen. Amen. We know there's a lot of places that you could be, but we're glad you're in First Pentecostal Church in Sealsby, Texas today. We welcome all of you. We want you to feel at church today. 
want you to worship God together with us. We want you to receive something from God. But to receive something from God, you've got to give something to God. Amen. So let's give Him our praise and glory and honor today. Lord bless you. You can be seated. I want to make some announcements before we get into the Word of the Lord this morning. And one is the Texarkana trip, the youth conference there in Texarkana. We'll be leaving January the 2nd. And uh, so if you have not signed up and plan on going, please see my wife after church and uh, get your name signed up where you'll have a place to, to, to sit and to sleep. And uh, so remember that. That will be January the 2nd. I encourage all the young people to go. And um, some of you, that's not too far to drive if you want to go and be in church. And uh, looking forward to a great time in the Lord there that Thursday night, Friday, and Friday night. We'll be coming back home Saturday. Also, don't forget our communion service will be January the 5th. That's on a Sunday night. That'll be Sunday night service. And so remember that January the 5th. I encourage a church family to be doing some extra praying, extra fasting, getting in preparation and ready for that service. Looking forward to God pouring out the Holy Ghost in such a tremendous way. It's not something that we should dread. It's not something that we should fear. It's something that we should be prepared for. And it's a celebration of giving God praise for the blood that was shed on Calvary. How many is thankful for the blood that was shed on Calvary's hill for us? Amen. The men's meeting at Brother Townley's in Jennings is January the 10th and the 11th. That's on a Friday night and on a Saturday. And so uh, we will be providing transportation for that Saturday service. Uh, I encourage you to go, all the men, young men, and uh, it's a wonderful time in the Lord and a wonderful time of fellowship. And uh, everybody that's been there knows that that's true, and you know this next part is true too. It's wonderful food. And so there's, there's things that Pentecostals like to do. We like to have church. We like to fellowship. Amen. And we like to eat. Maybe we like to eat, we like to fellowship, and then we like to have church. I'm not sure how that goes. I'm, I'm hoping that church comes first anyway. But that's a wonderful time, so remember that. Then Youth Rally will be here uh, January the 17th on a Friday night. And just because it's Youth Rally doesn't mean that anyone that does not feel youthful does not have to come. It's church, so you ought to be here. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Brother Marks will be here preaching that. And then following that service, we will start in revival with Brother Marks uh, January the 19th. And we're going to go uh, until God gets through with us. And uh, we're looking forward to a great time in the Lord. Also, January the 12th, following the men's conference, one of the speakers there, Brother Paul Bertram, will be here preaching to us that weekend. And looking forward to that. Let's pray especially for the Glover family this morning. They need a touch and direction from God and help from God going through a very troublesome time. So let's pray for them. Sister Lisa Coster needs prayer today and her family. Let's pray for them. Of course, Brother Griffin has passed away. Let's pray for that family and all that are connected with him. And uh, let's pray for Brother Marvin Hicks that the Lord would give him a miracle from God. 
We know a God that is a miracle worker. We know a God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly all that we could think or ask. And um, I know that prayer works. How many knows that prayer works? Amen. How many knows that faith moves God? Let's let's keep our faith in God and let's keep praying and believing that God is going to do a great thing. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning and um, maybe a little different than normal. And uh, so I'm just going to get right into what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart. He just kind of gave me a thought here. And uh, this is kind of kind of dangerous and uh you know, one thing about having a lot of notes, everybody's scared that when a preacher comes up here and he's got a big stack of notes. One thing about those notes is you know exactly when you're through, when you get to the end of those notes. I don't have a lot of notes this morning, but I do feel like I have something from the Lord for all of us that are in this place today. I want to talk to you today from this subject, a God of extremes. A God of extremes. Or you can say it like this, how far will God go? How far will God go? The Bible, the Bible tells us many different stories of people that God reached for. And God went to great lengths and great extremes. To save them. You just think about mankind after man's sin. I do do not believe that the sin of man and the fall of man caught God by surprise. But there was already a plan. There was already provisions that would be made. And so to redeem man, God created Himself a body. And He came in the form of man. What the blood of goats and rams could not do. One spotless lamb, which we know was Jesus Christ, that lived without sin, that knew no sin, went to Calvary and allowed himself to be beaten, allowed himself to be spit upon, allowed a crown of thorns to be placed upon his head, allowed them to nail the nails in his hand that hung him to the cross, allowed them to pierce His side and gave up the ghost and died for the sacrifice of the sins of man. What the blood of goats and rams did was never remit sin. It could not wash away sin. It could not take away sin. It could not remove the reproach of sin. But what it did, it pushed it on for another year waiting on Calvary to take place. And then on that third day, He resurrected. We're not serving a dead God. We're not serving a God that's sick. We're not serving a God that is lame without power. We're not serving a deaf, dumb, or blind God. But we're serving a God that, yes, He did go to Calvary. Yes, Jesus Christ died on Calvary, but also He resurrected on the third day. Because He lives, we are here worshiping and praising and glorifying and magnifying God. 
Amen. I am so thankful for Calvary. I'm so thankful for the blood that was shed. I'm so thankful for the stripes that was placed upon His back. Amen. I'm so thankful for those nails that held Him to the cross. But if there was never a resurrection, Calvary was with none effect and for no good. But I'm thankful for the resurrection that when they walked in, they seen that the stone had been rolled away. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. They said, whom do you seek? Jesus said, why do you look for the living among the dead? Come and see where they had laid him because he is not here. This is not just an Easter morning service uh, message, but this is a message that's good for all of our life and all of mankind. I'm thankful that he rose. Because He lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He lives, my sins have been washed away. Because He lives, I can come into the house of the Almighty God. Because He lives, I'm not addicted to drugs. I'm not addicted to alcohol. Amen. It's not because of who I am or what I am, but it's because He lives. Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap because He is a resurrected Savior. Amen. So the extremes, the extremes that God has went to to save fallen humanity. But when we look at, when we look at and we start bringing things down to, to just individuals, it's easy to say, oh, he went to Calvary for all humanity. But it's different that when we look at it and say, he went to Calvary for me. That's the reason why you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't just look at it that he, that he went to Calvary for the entire world, but you've got to look at it. Hey, he had me on his mind when he hung on the tree. That blood that trickled down out of the wound from his hands, that blood was there for me. Amen. The blood that trickled down his brow from the thorns that was placed upon his head. That was a drop of blood to wash away my sins. I'm glad to know that the blood is powerful. The blood is mighty. The blood is still delivering humankind from sins of this world. Amen. How far... Will God go to save a person? I've seen people walk out on God. I've seen backsliders walk away from God. I've seen people come into the house of the Lord and the Holy Ghost move. And they would turn around and walk out of the presence of God. But God's Spirit keeps reaching. God's power keeps moving. The prayers of the saints keep working. 
And God keeps reaching when they seem unreachable. When it seems like there is no hope. When it seems like there's no help. When it seems like it is impossible. God just takes an extra step. I've seen people give up. But God's just not the quitting kind. It's like the song said that God's hand reach way down when He picked me up. And another one says, if He had to reach way down, Jesus can pick you up. That is the extreme God that we serve. That is the merciful God that we serve. Now, a lot of people look and say, oh, God is scary. God is spooky. God is, God is a God of judgment. But I tell you today, yes, God is a God of judgment. But God is also a God of mercy that goes beyond the thinking and the imagination of men. And He's still picking people up. And He's still pulling people out. And He's still propping people up. And He's still filling people with the Holy Ghost. And he's still baptizing people in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. Amen. Amen. How far has God went to save you? How far has God reached to see you sitting on a church pew this morning? Amen. If we are not very careful... We forget the scripture that I read last week for a text that says, Such were some of you. But, amen, you have been washed. There's only only one thing between us and them. Not that we're better than them, but because we have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that God has allowed us to come into His house to lift up holy hands, to glorify Him, to magnify Him, to praise Him, because He's a good God. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious, saving Savior. Amen. How far did He go to save you? How far has He went to turn you around? I think about myself. How far God went to place me where I'm at at this time in my life. A young man. A young man. My father, 14, 15 years old was there on the outskirts of Stuttgart, Arkansas, in the woods, making moonshine, at 14 and 15 years old, that God just directed the federal agents in His direction where their steel was. He told me He didn't talk about it too much, but He said, I can remember... Hearing the horses snicker 
He said the only, or nicker, excuse me, the only thing that stood between me and federal penitentiary at a young age was that I heard the horses in the distance as they picked up the scent of the federal agents. He said, I run out in the swamp and I stayed in water just with my nose sticking up, trying to stay away and trying to avoid being arrested. He said, but right then I made some promises and vows to God. Just how far will God go? Amen. I want to tell you, if God has to divert a car in your path, if God has to put a a problem in your job, if God has to break up your family, God will go to extremes to save you from hell. Amen. He said what I thought, what I thought was a terrible night, what I thought was a horrible night, what I thought was a never-ending night, become the best night of my life. Why? Because in the middle of that swamp, in the middle of that water, in the middle of hearing the dogs bark, in the middle of seeing the flashing lights and the flashlights of the agents, he said, I made some vows and commitments to God. God will go a long way to pick you up off of the bottom. Amen. He come out of that swamp. He went to church in Little Rock. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. God called him to preach. He started evangelizing, traveling across the country. Had a tent and a truck and a trailer at a very young age. 16, 17 years old. Preaching across the south. And then he went back to Stuttgart, called him, God called him there to build a church. How far will God go? to save you? How far will God go to turn you around? How far will God go to give you the greatest chance in a lifetime? Amen. Preaching there. He was called to a revival in Louisiana. Him and some guys drive by a service station or a store opening and there's a young lady standing up on a stage singing and she wasn't singing gospel music. She wasn't singing I Fly Away. Amen. She wasn't singing and old brush harbors by the side of the road but she was singing there's a whole lot of shaking going on amen how far will God go to save you God went so far that he used the ignorance of my father and he goes up and he says hey why don't you come to church with me now he's preaching a revival he shows up and a young lady's with him at church She comes to church and God fills her with the Holy Ghost. How far will God go to save you? Now, I do not recommend this. Seven days later from singing on the stage at an opening of the store, a whole lot of shaking going on. Seven days later, they were married and she became a preacher's wife. Amen. Amen. Now, now I had a, I had this conversation with my father when I was getting married, and I said, "At least, Daddy, I, I'm not doing like you done. My my wife that I want to marry, she's been raised in church and and raised in a pastor's home." He said, "Yeah, but I was a whole lot smarter than what you was." 
Now that's up for debate. But I want to tell you that God will go a long, long way. Amen. I want to tell you when he was in the swamp, God had me on his mind. Amen. When my mother was singing at the, at the juke joint, God had me on his mind. Amen. When God sent his mercy to them, God sent his mercy to me. How far will God go? Amen. 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 How far will God go? See, you see the good side this morning. You see the Christian side this morning. You see the suit side and the necktie side. But you don't see the other side of Calvary. When God reached His hand way down. Amen, Brother Justin. How far will God go? God will go so far that when you are intoxicated driving down in front of the church, that the convicting power of God... We'll stir your heart. Amen. Amen. How far will God go that God placed a burning desire in His soul that He turns around and He goes back and the next night is Sunday and He comes to church and God draws Him to an altar of repentance. Here He is today. You see a wife. You see a well-dressed man. You see little children in the house of God. How far will God go? Oh, if he had to reach way down, Jesus will pick you up. If he had to get his hands dirty, Jesus don't mind getting his hands dirty today. God will pick you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, if we're not careful... We so soon forget of where we came from. Amen. And how much God loves us to allow us to come to His house. I want to tell you today, it doesn't matter where you are in sin. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how far that you fall into the sin. Jesus still loves you. And Jesus wants to pick you up today. And Jesus wants to turn your life around today. And Jesus wants to help you and give you the best thing that you can ever have on earth. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You see, we see the suit. We see the tie. We see a nice looking gray-headed man. Amen. That has a family in the house of God. Amen. With a striped tie. And a dark suit on the day, sitting on the third seat, standing at the third seat. But you know how much God loved Brother Rick? That he had him to come in contact, I believe it was with somebody on the job, that started talking to him about God. Amen. Not by coincidence. No, no, no. But by the divine will of God and the plan of God that said, Hey, why don't you go to church with me? I come to tell you today, if Jesus has to go a long way, Jesus can still pick you up. How far will God go? Amen. Amen. No, 
You wasn't just placed at the wrong place at the right wrong time. No, God already had it orchestrated. God already had it planned out. I'm going to let this man come in contact with this man to save this man and to save this family and to be in this house and to do this work. And that one would come in contact with that one. And this one would tell that. That's the reason why you've got to understand that God never saves you just for you. But God saves you to tell somebody else what God can do. How far will he go? Amen. How far will he go? I'm talking about a God of extremes. Amen. Look over here and I... I may get some of these stories a little confused because I can't remember all of them. But over here to my left and to your right, there's a tall man standing over here on the corner of the seat. He's got a nice suit on, got a nice tie and a nice shirt, a nice pair of shoes, but it wasn't always like that. They tell me when he first walked into church, amen, he come in, he had long hair, he looked a little bit different than he did now, amen, but he was brought in by somebody that is not with us today, amen, that just brought him in, just said, hey, why don't you go to church with me? And he come to church, you know what God did? God will use different methods to get you to where God wants you to go. God, if he has to reach way down, Jesus will pick you up. Amen. Amen. Brother Jerry, if God has to go into a horse pen, if He has to talk to somebody that gets their attention to talk to you and you're working in a horse pen, if He has to reach way down, I know this, that when He had to reach way down for the prodigal son, He was in the most disgusting place that a Jewish boy could ever be in where it looked like that he was untouchable, unchangeable but when God had to reach way down in the hog pen we're talking about a God of extremes today amen, he is in this place to pick somebody up he is in this place to turn somebody around, he is in this place to give someone hope and direction in their life Amen. 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 Hallelujah. From working in a, in a horse stall, homeless, sleeping under a bridge, in the house of God today. If he has to reach way down. Oh, how many is thankful that God reached way down when I could not reach up. When I could not even look up and see the bottom. God reached way down and he gave me this opportunity to be in his house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm getting ready to close this morning. But I just feel in this house today, there is somebody in this place that God is trying to reach way down. The devil has told you there's no hope. 
The devil has told you that it's over. The devil has told you that it's finished. The devil has told you you will never make it back. You'll never get what they have. You'll never have that. You'll never be blessed like that. But I come to tell you today that the devil is a liar. Amen. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is still a liar. Amen. Jesus Christ is in the house today to help you up. Jesus Christ is here today to wash away your past and help you see the future clearly. Hallelujah. Let's pray together right now, church. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now. Why don't somebody pray like you wish they'd pray if you were in the problem, if you were in the hog pit, if you were in distress, if you didn't know where to turn, if you didn't know where to go. I come to tell you today, it's not by accident that you walked into this house. It's not by chance, but it's by the divine will and plan of God that God has a plan for your life, that God has direction for your life, that God has hope for you. He's an extreme God. He's a God that will go to extremes to save a lost soul, to reach a hurting person, to reach someone that's in distress, to reach the hopeless. To heal the brokenhearted. Today, you might have got up and said, well, let's just go to church today. But it wasn't by accident. It was by the power of God. That God woke you up. And some spirit from God brought you to the house of God where you could hear one more time, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to help you. Let's pray together right now. The Holy Ghost is in this place. I want everybody to stand. Everybody lift your hands and lift your voice toward heaven right now. God's wanting to do a work for somebody. Why don't you let God work for you? Why don't you step out by faith from where you're standing right now? Make your way to this altar and say, God, I don't know what you've got for me, but whatever you've got, God, I want it. I want to change. I want to touch. I want direction. I want hope. I want help in my life. I can't do it alone, God, but I'm depending on you. I'm trusting in you. You're my everything. God, I reach out to you today. Why don't you let God help you today? If you're here and don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, why don't you let Him touch you right now? Oh, if you're here and never repented of your sins, why don't you come to this altar and repent of your sins and say, Help me, God.
You say, oh, I'm in too bad of trouble. It doesn't matter with God. I'm too dirty. I'm too wretched. I'm too poor. I'm too messed up. God doesn't mind getting His hands dirty. God will go to great extremes to pick you up today. Hallelujah. Somebody reach out to the Lord. Somebody reach out to the Lord today. You don't know. Oh, 